0: Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Classic City Crime for a very special update. I'm Cameron J, and I hope everyone is doing well and staying safe during these challenging times. I must say, it feels good to be back on the mic and to be here with all of you. There's a lot happening here at Classic City Crime, despite our pause for the summer and to get caught up on research, school, and yes, life. You all remember the story of Tara Louise Baker from season one. Well, when I ended that season, I promised all of you and I promised the Baker family that our work would continue and it has. We've recently launched the Terra's Team Initiative, which is another partnership with the Baker family to really bring about change for the families of unsolved homicide victims here not only in Athens, but across the state of Georgia. I'd be honored to have your help in reaching out to our local and state leaders to start a conversation about what can be done to ensure that what happened in Terra's case and to her family never happens again. I think that's something we all can aspire to, right? You can learn how to get involved by visiting classiccitycrime.com slash Tara's team. We've also been working on our upcoming series that I really am excited to share with you, Effie's on Elm Street. It's going to examine what some call the world's oldest profession, yes, you know what I'm talking about, right here in Athens. While most states had laws against establishments like Effie's, we see a uniqueness here in the classic city. Effie and her house, along with those on either side, were able to operate for decades after these laws passed. How? Well, you're going to have to stay tuned for this upcoming history lesson right here on Classic City Crime this month. But for now, I want to turn again to the case of Elijah James Wood, who was shot and murdered at the racetrack on Highway 441 in Watkinsville, Georgia, on March 19th. This is a Classic City Crime Special Report. I'm Cameron (laughs) J. It seems like just yesterday we were talking about Elijah's case for the first time. But get this, over five months have actually passed since Elijah was senselessly taken from this world. And though the Oconee County Sheriff's Department has truly displayed a strong willingness to solve the case, Elijah's killer has not been brought To justice. You've already heard right here on this podcast from his sister Mary and his brother in law Tripp. They have been instrumental in keeping this case at the forefront of local minds. You've heard from the sheriff regarding the investigation as he continues to ask for your help. You can view this video on our Classic City Crime Podcast YouTube channel. You've heard from Elijah's dad in a publicly released interview with the Sheriff's Office as well, which is available on the Oconee County Sheriff's YouTube page. All of these efforts really are important. Getting this story out there in as many ways as possible to as many people as possible, especially in the digital age, is key in my opinion the news cycle is not easy for any of us right now right that's why the work elijah's family and friends are doing is so important keeping this case in the public's hearts and at the forefront of conversations not only keeps the case alive but it keeps elijah's memory alive too And it's that memory of Elijah and the stories of his family and friends, which I've read about online, that led me to do this episode. Many of you might be able to say what happened on that fateful night at the racetrack. By now, most of you probably have some idea of the description released by Oconee County Sheriff James Hale. But other than his work at the racetrack and the tragedy of his murder, I had to ask myself, And I want to ask all of you, too, how much do you know about Elijah Wood? Elijah was so much more than a murder victim. He was a son, a brother, a cousin, and as most everyone would say, a friend whose smile knew how to light up a room and encourage a hurting heart. By the end of this episode, I hope you'll be able to feel just a little bit closer to Elijah and his story by listening not only to me, no, but to the people who knew and loved him best. Elijah James Wood and his twin sister, Mary Wood, were born on March 26, 1997 to his parents, Mary Kay Wood and Todd Wood. Elijah and Mary's mother passed away while they were still very young, but Elijah's Aunt Jeanette remembers the profound impact Elijah's mother had on his life in those years.
1: He was my nephew, actually. He was my great-nephew. He was my uh, niece's son, oldest son, but he was the greatest thing that ever happened to Kay, uh, K, and I loved him dearly. Mm. I loved the rest of the kids, but I loved Elijah the best, and I'm sorry for saying that. <laughs> we lived on another street about three miles up above, he and Kay and all the other children used to walk to my house, and they come up there and played with all the other grandchildren that I had. They came up there, and they ate apples off my tree, pears off my tree, and they cut my grass, and they played and had a ball. They were just so good kids that you would never believe in this world. They never gave nobody no problems, no trouble. And when you set, set them down to a table to eat, they ate what you gave them and ate all of it. They never grumbled or griped what they had to eat. And Kay taught those children that they had manners and that they believed in God. And I absolutely thank Kay for raising them that way. I honestly believe she was on the right in raising her kids that way. And I love them to death. They were the sweetest things that ever ever happened. They came to my house just about every day that came. They walked about three miles every day just to see me.
0: Now, Elijah's Aunt Jeanette was a wonderful soul to talk to. She reminds me a little bit of my grandmother, too. And she was so kind in our conversation about Elijah. I think she does a wonderful job of painting a very vivid picture of the young man everyone knew and loved. In fact, she even shared a story about a nickname that Elijah and other kids in the family gave her, Angel Nut.
1: Well, when they were little, they couldn't pronounce my name, so they uh, they came up with one of their own, Angel Nut. <laughs> I and love that. Jeanette. <laughs> he was one of the uh, good guys that went to church, read his Bible, prayed his prayers, and prayed for other people. He went out visiting, talking to people about the Lord. And how he wanted to go to heaven. And how he wanted everybody else to go to heaven. He was one solid man that I could think of in this world. And I hope that everybody realized that that's what kind of a man he was. He was an upstanding citizen. I don't want them to forget how good he was. And what kind of a man he was and what he could have been if his life had been spared
0: what i found to be most interesting in talking with people about elijah was truly his positive outlook despite all odds despite anything he might be facing Elijah's life was not always easy. In fact, his cousin Ashlyn really spoke to how Elijah had an humble beginning in life. One that never, by the way, stood in the way of being the glue that held his family together. As you can imagine, many of Elijah's family members are still grappling with the loss. So Ashlyn spoke on behalf of several of the cousins who were dealing with that, and I really do appreciate her honesty. And here's the thing about Ashlyn. I didn't have to ask her many questions, because talking about Elijah and talking about his good heart came naturally for her.
2: Him and Kay and the other kids and Todd lived in um, a tent um, in the same yard as our Aunt Virginia. So anytime my mom would take me and my sister over there to visit Aunt Virginia, you know, of course I would be so ready to just take my shoes off, be barefoot, and play with them. I didn't care about seeing Aunt Virginia. (laughs) I didn't care about seeing our uncles. I was there to play with, mainly Elijah and Mary is the main two who I always play with just because we were only about a year and a half or so apart in age. So they were closer to me than anybody. So we'd go over there, and I'd take my shoes off, and I'd go in the tent, and we would play board games and card games, or we would go outside and run around in the cow field back there with the cows and make mud pies with mud and frog (laughs) and and boy would we get messy and I just remember always going over there and having a good time with them you know and that's really what I miss is our childhood because you know growing up as a child you don't have any problems or you don't have to face reality as you do when you're an adult and the older you get the more you kind of face out from family and friends because like you know everyone has their own busy life and Even though Elijah didn't have any kids, he loved every single child that man met. I mean, my kids loved him. He he'd come and visit. It, It would be we could be busy as all get out, and Elijah would still make a way to come visit everybody in the family. Even if say I don't talk to half my cousins, Elijah sure talked to all of them. He talked to all of us. He made. He always made time for everyone, and I miss that so much about him. This past year, we went and shot pool at the rail in Athens, and that boy knew how to shoot pool. Let me tell you, he, he kicked my butt every time I we went and shot <laughs> pool. <laughs> and, you know, we just sit out there and have us some food and stuff, and he wasn't a big drinker, but I used to drink, so I'd be drinking while we're out there playing pool and stuff, but... I mean, he, he always made time for you. It didn't matter if you were a friend, if you were a family, if you were a cousin, a sibling, a uncle, an aunt, a grandma. Elijah made time for you, no matter how busy his own personal life was.
0: How many of us have lost a loved one and thought, what if? What if I had called them? What if I had gone to see them? Well, Ashlyn, of course, is experiencing some of that, too. And she shared with me about the last night that she might have seen Elijah alive a time that she says will forever play in her mind.
2: He's working at a racetrack, and he was actually working at the one that is right down the road from my boyfriend's house. So anytime I was at my boyfriend's, even if I just wanted a fountain drink instead of going to the other store, I would go there just to see Elijah, and he would give me free food, free drinks, you know. We'd kick it up and talk for 30 minutes, and just. And the week he died, it's really sad because that the night before he passed, I was like, I'm going to get up, and I'm going to go to the store. And it was the same night that he got murdered, and I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to go to the store because Elijah's not there. He never worked night shifts, so I was like, I don't even need a drink. I'll just wait until the morning. And then that following morning, my mom wakes me up saying that he passed and that someone, you know, him in there and murdered him. And to me, that was just crazy because I know that you're not supposed to do what if, but, like, it's like, what if I would have got up at one, 1 o'clock in the morning and went over there... What if I would have been there and they wouldn't have came in because I would be standing there talking to him? You know, like, it. I know you're not supposed to say what if, but that that plays in the back of my head all the time, and it makes me really sad. But I know that there's nothing I can change about it, and there's nothing we can't go back in time and change anything. I wish I would have gotten up that night at 1 a.m. and just went over there and talked to him. I wish I would have because maybe things would have been differently.
0: Elijah really was so loved, and you can just see that love by visiting the family and friends of Hashtag Justice for Elijah group on Facebook. Now, in that group, several people have shared memories recently of Elijah, and two of those come from Elijah's twin sister, Mary, who you've heard mentioned here already. And here's what she said, quote, I remember when we were around 10 years old, me and him started a book club. A few times, actually, but we never got around to reading the books. Mary, I can tell you that if I too had a dollar for every book I said I was going to read that I bought, I might have a bit of extra change to spare. She also shares this story, quote, I also remember the time Elijah was out in the cow pasture playing and he heard someone yelling for help. He went in the direction it was coming from, the neighbor's property at the end of the pasture, and found a man with his hand stuck in his tractor. Elijah went up to the man's house and got him help. Elijah had always been the type of guy to help any and everyone. Another user commented, quote, I remember coming to racetrack every day and Elijah would mess with me in any way that he could by throwing cheeseburgers at me and ducking, then smiling so huge giving himself away. I miss the acceptance he gave me. He always said he was my annoying big brother and I'll never get a bond like that. I want to stay focused on one word here, family. One thing you're going to hear everyone who knew Elijah and loved him say is that he loved his family no matter what. Ashlyn just spoke to that. Even at times when things were not smooth sailing, as we've all experienced in our familial lives, boy have I, Elijah had a way of bridging the gap. In that spirit of family, Elijah was constantly looking to expand his own. Anyone who met him would quickly become family, especially the person who you'll hear from next. I'm going to call her Mama Tammy. Tammy Phillips began our conversation talking about how she grew to know Elijah and the mother-son relationship that would cultivate from that meeting.
3: I actually met Elijah in the early part of 2018 and I really we've only had three good years um together, but I met him at church. He actually came to church with a friend of mine and it was it was a connection right from the start. He introduced himself to me and I hugged his neck and really we just grew from there. He was just so precious to me. Uh, like I said, you know there was a connection right off the bat um i have three kids of my own and my oldest is also named Elijah and so to me it was like a double portion of a blessing that god had given me and um i was looking through a lot of our messages um on messenger going back and forth and Honestly, I don't think it was but just within a couple of months of him meeting me that, you know, he started calling me mom. And, of course, with me, it just touched my heart. Um, I come from a broken family. So I've always been split up, my siblings and myself. So I'm really big. I've always been big on family. And He just really touched my heart, and, you know, the rest is history. He was such a a gentle soul. He was very kind-hearted. He didn't know a stranger. You know, every person that he came in contact with, he was always smiling and, you know, always trying to get their picture taken with him. I mean, he really never knew a stranger. Um, He loved Jesus. He loved sharing the Gospel to anyone that he met uh, I mean he would do he would do anything for anybody you know he'd give you the shirt off his his back he would actually go without just to make sure if he saw someone in need he would go without he would go without just to make sure that they had what they needed and i you know that's something that I'll always love about him. I have so many memories, Um, but there is actually, there is a memory um, that I didn't even, at the time, I didn't even know of, and it's just amazing how God works things out, and um, actually the day of the funeral, um, my best friend um, had shared an instagram of what Elijah had shared on his instagram back in 2018 and i believe it was august 28th 2018 and at the time i didn't have instagram and i didn't i just recently got it because of my daughter um so i didn't even know he had shared this until the day of the funeral um but this is his words it was a picture of me and him And he says, I feel like God has a plan for everyone. I feel like God had this person come into my life to help me. She may not be my actual mom. She is got a great heart of a mother, a lot like my mom had. I love both my moms. And Cameron, Mm. that was like a treasure. I really feel like it wasn't meant for me to see that, you know, three years ago, you know, God has a plan and he has a purpose, and I feel like that was his His way of helping me because hmm. he knew that I was going to need his mercy and his strength, and I feel like that was his way of helping me to cope and to give me that strength and just confirmation, you know that I did have a special bond with Elijah. The last time I saw Elijah was Wednesday night prior to um, the murder. I came in racetrack. Um, I normally don't go to church on Wednesday nights simply because, you know, I have the kids that have to get in bed and so forth. But on this particular Wednesday, my niece wanted me to meet her at church. So on the way back from church, on the way home, I said, well, I'll stop in and see Elijah. So I remember pulling up, and I had to get gas, so I pulled up in front of the pump. And as I looked into racetrack, I could see him in there cleaning. And when I got out of the car and I opened the doors, as soon as I opened the doors, he looked up, and he had the biggest smile on his face. And it was just so amazing. I said, "I said, hey son. I said, there's my son." And he goes, "Hey mom." And he stopped what he was doing immediately, and he came over there and he gave me this big old bear hug. And so we we started talking, and he's like, "Well, where is everybody else?" He was looking for my husband and the kids, and I was like, "Well, nobody's with me." And then he's like, "Oh, it's just you." And um, so. I went to get me something to drink. He followed me over to the fountain area and there was this other lady there and he had looked at her and he said, Can you take a can you take a picture of us? And I just smiled because that was that was Elijah, that was who my boy was, you know, he always wanted that memory. And um she took the picture and then she was like Elijah, you look so serious, you know, smile, and I remember tickling him on his belly and laughing, and him laughing, and before, before I had left, the last words that we had spoke to each other was, I love you, son, and he said, I love you, mom, and, you know, I really cherish that night, because like I said, i I don't typically, that's not my routine, and I know that God had a plan. And it just amazes me of how everything worked together. God knew that that would be the last time I would see him until, of course, you know, when I make it to heaven and we have this big family reunion. But God gave me that treasure, and I'm just so thankful for it.
0: Here's one thing I'm going to have to tell you right now about Elijah's family and loved ones. They love their God, and they talk about their faith and their beliefs without pause. It's something I really admire. They all have a firm belief that Elijah is in a better place. His Aunt Jeanette can only hope that his mother helped him as he crossed to the other side.
1: But I think God had a hand in telling when his life was going to end. I don't think in his heart and mind that he minded going on to heaven. I think in his heart and in his mind at that time he knew he would be meeting his mama in heaven. Mm -hmm. I don't think he had a a thing in his body to, to keep him here on earth once he was shot. I think he knew he would meet The Lord and Kay at the same time.
0: And for Mama Tammy, she continues to pray and believe that the killer might be brought to justice sooner rather than later, not only for Elijah's memory, but for those he left behind.
3: I would actually like to say something to um, the person that may have any information, and also to the killer, if Mm -hmm. I may. Absolutely. If you have any information or you know something, please come forward. You may be the key to bringing Elijah's killer to justice. You could help a grieving family find closure. If you remain silent, know that Elijah's blood will also be on your hands. You will be just as guilty as the one who pulled the trigger. And to the killer, God knows your name. There's not a place on this earth that you can hide that he doesn't know where you're at. No matter how far you run, you cannot outrun his reach. Luke 8 and 17, for nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. You have a chance to do the right thing by turning yourself in. Please give the family closure. Don't wait until it's too late and you can't find forgiveness. Jesus is merciful, but he is a God who also judges. Don't wait until you are standing before him.
0: Finally, one thing that I really love about Elijah and his story is something that I think many of us can resonate with. How many people have ever had a kid come up and try to take a selfie all the time? Well, I am that person, and so was Elijah. Everyone says he absolutely loved taking photos of everything and with everyone. Perhaps this stemmed from losing his mother at a young age, or from wanting to preserve the now for future generations. Whatever the cause, his cousin Ashlyn says, she's quite grateful for her picture-snapping cousin Elijah James Wood. He was so, so right about the importance of pictures.
2: Why he's visiting, he best believed there was pictures taken because that man loved his pictures. <laughs> and I always ask him, I'm like, dang, Elijah, I look a mess today. Why do you want to take some pictures? And he's like, because when everybody's gone, all we're going to have is memories and pictures. And sure enough, he was right. All we got is pictures, you know, and mm. now I'm big pictures since he's been gone. I always take pictures when I'm with someone just because I pray for Todd all the time because I can only imagine as, a mom myself, losing my child and having to bury my own child. And I know that everybody reacts different to death. Everybody, you know, some people mourn differently. Some it hits them the day it happens. Some it might take a year before you actually steal and miss the person. You know? so, I mean, I've definitely been praying for Todd and also Mary just because growing up like you that's your twin that is your person you're literally sharing your mother's stomach with that person that's that's your person to me it's like them two are pretty much the main ones i've been praying for in this situation are taught to marry because i can't imagine neither one of their situations you know losing their person and like i said elijah was just such a good person and i know when people die People are, jump, are quick and jump to say that, you know, and talk about the good, but there was no bad in Elijah. He didn't really cuss. He he never called me one bad name out of all my other cousins that we've had issues with. I've never had an issue with Elijah. He never has disrespected me. He loved everybody. I mean, the boy didn't know you. He didn't know a stranger. He didn't know anybody that was evil. He seemed good in everybody. And, you know, like he was just a – straight-up good person. And if there's a heaven, I have no doubt about it that that's where Elijah is.
0: I want to say thank you to everyone who joined me for this episode, and I appreciate the family always reaching out to Classic City Crime to continue to keep Elijah's story out there. I hope each of you listening feels that you know something new about the young man who was taken from his family and his friends and this community far too soon. With that, I want to remind you of this, if you or someone you know has information that could lead to the arrest of Elijah's killer, please contact the Oconee County Sheriff James Hale at 706-769-5665 or you can email Detective Zach Eaton at C-E-A-T-O-N at org. You can also find the interview with the sheriff and Elijah's father, as well as with other people working with the Sheriff's Office on this investigation by visiting Who com. Thank you for tuning in to this special report on the murder of Elijah James Wood. May his memory be a blessing, and may justice come swiftly for his family, for his friends, and for this community who so desperately wants and deserves answers. And of course, I would be honored if you'd stay tuned to classic city crime, because right here We're going to continue, no matter what, to provide a space for families to tell their truths and to share their stories. This will always be a place where Athens history can be talked about and where we, together, can make a difference. Keep the faith and we'll be back very soon. I'm Cameron J.